back to the Semicolon Network. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Honto. And this is going to start our long-awaited superhero month. Yes. Um, we are starting off with Honto's pick. Uh, Holy Honto, shit, how long have we been putting this back, by the way? This has been going December? on December? No, November. Really? Yeah, because we had a lot of stuff going on. We did. We had just finished the Halloween Scare Fest, or Scare Month, where we did, like, I think like five movies or so, or four movies, I think. Okay. And then we had to take a massive break because we had a lot of stuff going on in November. And then, of course, the holidays hit. We had to do our Christmas movies. And then, you know, hey, and now we're in a pandemic. So, yeah. Oh, speaking of, we are still doing this remotely. So if there are any sound issues, please forgive us. But Honto, why did you pick Batman and Robin? Because we've been doing sucks. <laughs> because we've been doing Batman since like year one of the podcast. And it's time to finally end this franchise. So, Dude, I, I agree. Batman and Scream franchise. Let's end them. Let's do the fourth oh. of those series. <laughs> Maybe we need a break from from Scream. I don't know if I'm quite ready for Scream 4 because we just did Scream 3 for October Scarefest. And yeah, but I'm, I'm calling it now. When we watch Scream 4, we'll all be on the same page saying it's the third best one. Well, okay, question for you guys. Are we ever going to touch the Nolan Batman movies? We talked about that briefly, briefly during the Batman Forever episode, if I recall correctly. I think if we do the, the Nolan Batmans, we should do all three as one episode. Oh, why? Well, just like, I mean, not, <laughs> not, not like go through scene by scene through each movie, but just like talk about them as like one continuous movie, which one we like the best, which one has better execution, et cetera, et cetera. Why can't we do that with this one with these four? Cause I feel like each one is so unique. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> we'll figure oh, it out. We'll figure it out God. for the time right. being. I think after this, I need the slight break from Batman. So did we okay. do fan? Did we do phantasm by the way? We did. We, we did. did. We did a back to back episode. I think with forever. Okay. So the only at this point the only thing we haven't done that's Batman related is we haven't touched the um, Nolan movies, um, the Nolan movies, and then the original uh, Batman from uh, Oh Adam West. Adam West. Yeah. yeah, does that count though? I think so. A lot of people yeah. do consider it. Okay. Yeah. So 1997's Batman and Robin, directed by Joel Schumacher. Before we get into all the details about it, let's play my favorite part of recording. How much was the budget? Matt, you go first since I always go first. Uh, I'm gonna go with sixty million. I'll go with sixty-one million. No, I'm just joking. Oh, I'll go with seventy-two you million. Would. Seventy-two million. Dude, you guys are so off, man. It's hundred and twenty-five million. Moly. Holy shit! So, and then how much do you think it made domestically? A hundred and fifty million. I'm gonna say two. No, two million. I'm gonna say 180 million. Okay, um, it made 107 domestically. Wow. Okay. So wow, really? Bomb. So this was a bomb. Yeah, but well, if you look at it, well, let's do our worldwide. What did you guys think it made just altogether worldwide? Oh, five. I'm gonna say five mil. <laughs> five million. That's uh, it, dude. Five no, million. I think like 100, 110 million. <laughs> it, it, it lost money internationally. <laughs> it yeah. lost it. 110 million. Uh, because of shipping. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't pay, pay shipping prices for that movie. All right, uh, so no, 500 million. Hunter says 110. And the worldwide total is 238. Wow. Okay. What the so, fuck is going on with me? And that's my one F word for this episode. No, <laughs> my number was like, you wasted dude, it. My number was way out there. That was like me a couple weeks ago or a couple episodes ago when I like went way. I think it was like the Austin Powers like went way overboard on the, <laughs> the, the budget. <laughs> It was well, like in all honesty, million. though, 
In all honesty, though, I bet if you judge it for inflation, it's probably about a four hundred million internationally. And today, yeah, probably. or worldwide, yeah. 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 So crazy. you're not far off. And then finally, what do you think it has on Rotten Tomatoes? I do think. Oh this man, is, I think this is a bad. I think. Let's see, maybe like seventeen percent. Okay. Oh, really? I was gonna say fifteen percent. Of course you are. Of course you say that. <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna say. You said you spoke first. Oh. Well, you go first from now on. Well, okay, 15%. Okay, 17 <laughs> is my final answer. <laughs> wow, I hate this. Okay, so the answer was 11%. Wow, holy wow. moly. Holy so, crap, I won. So I want to start... <laughs> before we get into this movie, what do you think it should have got on Rotten Tomatoes? That. Uh, yeah, about that, <laughs> about that, if not lower. Okay. This movie, um, is, I, I would, this movie is awesome. You know... And honestly, going into it, I was like, I remember watching it when I was a kid, and I didn't really like it that much. Um, and I was like, okay, it's probably not that bad because we just watched uh, together. We just watched Wild Wild West. Yeah, and I've, yeah. that's the first time I've ever seen it. And honestly, wow. that movie's that movie is not as terrible as people say. It's a bad movie, yeah, but I, it's not. Yeah, I agree with you. It's not as terrible as people say it is. It is a bad movie. I've but, seen worse. Yeah, I've definitely seen worse, and I've seen it worse in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, there were times watching this movie now in my adulthood. Now that I have pubes and I've watched this movie, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've realized that this movie is like just, it's rough. It is. Like line deliveries, um, like story and scene structure. Like, I think at one point in this movie, they reuse a scene from like the beginning to use at the end. And it's oh, like, okay. as like, they're just like reusing, rehashing stuff in this movie that like makes no sense whatsoever. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a poorly made movie. The best for her for this movie was Joel Schumacher said that the Warner brothers were oh. trying to push him into making the movie more friendly to advertising for toys. And it totally makes sense. Yeah. Basically, it's just a marketing campaign to like make those variations of toys that like, you know, like when they had like Terminator action figures, but it's like it's Ice Terminator. And it's like that doesn't happen in that movie. (laughs) Yeah, it's just this movie is I don't think anybody likes it. Even the people who made it, I don't think they like it. If I recall, I remember in theaters, I was about 11 when it came out. And I remember I liked it because I was a kid and I had terrible taste in movies. And I remember my brother being livid at the time that he was like stuck in the theater having to watch this with uh, the family. Yeah. And I think this is like one of the first movies I realized as a kid that, oh, people can like dislike movies and movies can be terribly made, you know? Cause like, yeah. Oh I, yeah. Cause I liked it as a kid growing up. And then like after a year or two, it's like, Oh yeah. It's like definitely not as good as say Tim Burton's 1989 Batman. It's like my, it's like that realization realization that it's like, Oh yeah, I can definitely be, I could watch bad movies and not, you know, it was like that first realization. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, honestly, my first realization of it was watching street fighter, taking my oh, family yeah. to street fighter yeah. on Christmas night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, I think I was like seven years old and I walked out. And I was like, that was a bad movie. 
Like it's weird when you're a kid and you watch a movie and you're like, that was bad. I guess like, not that it was it was boring, but it was bad. Yeah, I guess the course correct. I guess seeing Super Mario Brothers three in theaters was another realization that is like, oh, this is nothing like the the video game that I played. A bunch Super of Mario Brothers three. Oh, I'm sorry, Super Mario Brothers the movie with Bob Hoskins. <laughs> it's like, I think that, that like blew my mind, man. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, I think like the realization of that was just like, oh man, this is nothing like the video game. The, you know, it just kind of really yeah. Oh yeah, games are are movies that can be bad. I I've watched I watched that movie. Me and Chris watched that movie a couple times on um, rented VHS back in the day. Oh, nice. Speaking of uh, the Mario Brothers movie, so this is weird. So John Leguizamo and uh, Dennis Hopper in Super Mario Brothers the movie. They also did Land of the Dead together. Oh yeah, they did. Totally. Oh man, no kidding. That's weird. Yeah, I was watch. I watched Land of the Dead a few nights ago, and then they had these. They had like a couple scenes together, and I was like, "Oh man, this how, is." How did Land of the Dead hold up? Because I remember when I watched that when it first came out, like on say DVD, because I did definitely missed the yeah. theaters. I remember liking it. Okay, so we rewatched all of the uh, the first four. Yeah, and it's my least favorite of the four, but it's okay. still entertaining. It's still entertaining. I was not. Yeah, I wasn't bored. It's actually a pretty decent movie. Yeah, because I know it's like supposed to be basically like class warfare, where it's like the high, the rich live in the sky, you know, the sky rise, the top floor, blah blah, blah which is like Dennis Hopper. Is that right? Yeah. So I mean, it actually has a lot of um, good, um, like political or I, not political, like kind of like, um, um, like a good commentary yeah, for today. Yeah, yeah. And actually, another movie that has really good commentary for today, Scream Four. <laughs> you guys. Uh, <laughs> If you keep if you keep pressing the stream four, I I don't think I can watch it because this is like I don't know. I think we're treading on some uh, some thin ice here with with that franchise. Well, you'll see. But speaking of <laughs> speaking of Scream Four, I, I do have a bonus question for this episode. So, what's Batman your favorite? And- what's your favorite Scream Four? <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite? Scream so, 4? Batman and Robin was re released last year for a limited release in like it was. It was so yeah in the theaters. So we we rarely get to ask this question. How much do you think it made in its re-release? Oh man, weird. Uh, I didn't even know this got re-released. Did I it, think it was a really. I think it, it was a really small. Did thing. it lose money? <laughs> because Hold of ship, because of shipping. Yeah, because of shipping. <laughs> did this get re-released on DVD in your living room? <laughs> Is that yeah. what you're asking us? It made seven hundred million dollars. <laughs> Is this why you made me pay you ten dollars? <laughs> exactly. I say, it made ten dollars. I'm gonna say uh a hundred uh no 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 ninety thousand. Okay, Matt. Uh dude, I have no really low, I have, but dude Honto, I'm with you, man. I have no ballpark, so I'm gonna say ninety one thousand. <laughs> okay. From what I found, it looks like it made an extra thirty grand in twenty nineteen. Okay, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yes, which is random. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was so off. I, so okay, so at this point in the uh, the podcast, Hanto, talk about the seven hundred thousand people that are in this movie. <laughs> I'll, I'll try my best to go through through it properly. But uh, movie was directed in nineteen ninety seven, directed by Joel Schumacher. And I'm surprised on like the downward slope that he he went with his career because he started off uh, early in his career with Lost Boys, and that to me is like a phenomenal movie, like a phenomenal horror movie. And I think it still holds up today. I think the soundtrack is awesome, and we got to see um, a bunch of people from from the cast and crew in the in Horrorhound a couple years ago, which is pretty cool. We saw 
or not we saw, but um, he also directed St. Elmo's Fire, which is a, that that's a Brat Pack movie, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. He did Flatliners, he did Falling Down, and then... Flatliners is a good movie. I remember that being all right. It's, de- it's pretty good. I mean, it's... It's it's interesting. Yeah. It's got a it's got a cool uh like cast. You know, isn't it Kevin Bacon, Oliver Platt, uh yeah. Kiefer Sullivan? Kiefer. Kiefer's uh, been in three of his movies, I think. What's the third oh uh, Time to Kill? Uh oh wow, I didn't think about that. Four. Uh, I was thinking phone booth. Oh right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh Dude, because- phone booth I remember phone booth. I remember like really liking phone booth, and now that I'm thinking of it, um with flatliners, I just watched it last year for the first time. And yeah, I did like flatliners. Yeah, flatliners I, I've only seen one time, and I remember it being kind of kind of creepy. And then they remade that movie for some reason. I think in the last couple of years, that was basically just trying to hit that trend of like, let's remake a movie that shouldn't have been remade, you know. K- Kiefer's in it too. In the new one? Yeah. He filmed a scene for it. I don't know if it got deleted or if it's oh, in the actual movie, but he so filmed weird. for it. That's yeah. Weird. Uh, but yeah, after falling down, he he made his Batman debut with Batman Forever, I think in 1995, I think. Um, and then he followed that up with A Time to Kill and then Batman Robin and then hit up the 2000s or either late 90s, 2000s. He hit up 8mm with Nicolas Cage. And then he kind of jump-started uh, Colin Farrell's career with Tigerland, which is a war movie. And then the okay. only movie I really know of as of like his most recent career within like the last 15 years, say, uh, is Fan of the Opera. It was a film adaptation of the, the musical. Well, it's weird you say that because... Okay, so do you remember that movie Trespass with Nicole Kidman and Nicolas Cage? No, yeah. I don't. So I was just looking it up. I remember I didn't see it, but it was made in 2011. He hasn't directed anything since 2011. Holy moly. Yeah, really? I feel like, yeah, he kind of just dropped off. But he is, if I, I looked up his uh, career, and I saw that he is like 80 years old. So I think he's kind of like, he might be just. Out oh, of, is he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize he was yeah, that old. I think he might be out of the game at this point. Just from well, age. I think his last like big box office movie might have been uh number 23 with jim carrey oh yeah mm-hmm. that was like his big release i, I think, think that was like 2004 2005 era yeah that's insane i didn't realize he was 80 years old that's yeah. insane but uh, he, i'll tell you what man he's got a pretty good uh pretty good um early filmography early stuff for sure and i think it kind of just goes on a downward slope from there well even 90s i mean you got like the client and a time to kill like those were I big i don't think the clients that no. good of a movie but i, remember, I never saw it. I, remember I remember hearing it was good yeah i remember a time to kill being pretty intense only because that samuel jackson line uh when he's in the courtroom oh yeah for sure um oh when he's like where's the bathroom at yeah where's the bathroom at <laughs> i hope you burn in hell <laughs> uh so First build on this movie, Arnold Schwarzenegger, of course, because he is like top action star of 80s and 90s. Uh, we did previous episodes. We did Last Action Hero, Raw Deal, and Red Sonia. And I think those are the only three that we covered with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, Last Action Hero? Yeah, I listed that number number one. Uh, raw, de- <laughs> raw Deal? Open your ears. That was two. Red Sonia? Yeah, three. <laughs> Both of you, open your ears. Uh, All right, keep going. Oh, we did Around the World in 80 Days. Yeah, we did. Not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we got George Clooney uh, putting up the, taking up the mantle of Batman. Uh, we've seen him in hey. ER and The Peacekeeper. <laughs> oh, with Nicole Kidman. Yeah, that's true. Hey, yep. Speaking of George Clooney, I don't know if, Matt, if this is in your trivia, but I want to say just in case you didn't read it. 
George Clooney turned down Jack Frost so he could do Batman and Robin. Oh, I did not see this. He was probably better off, right? So Michael Keaton took it instead. Interesting. Which is really interesting. That's really weird. Uh, you think if the rules were reversed, George Clooney took the role of Jack Frost, uh, Michael Keaton would have joined up in Batman and Robin? Or? <laughs> the, uh, the dream. Yeah. <laughs> were you going to say uh, that? No, with uh, George Clooney taking this, I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> Hold on. It was a huge cool. step in his career from uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, too. Tomatoes. 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 This is me laughing while saying tomatoes. 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 With George Clooney taking this role, he asked his cousin, Miguel Ferrer, who's a huge Batman fan, whether you should take this role or not. Oh, I thought that was kind of interesting. I didn't realize that Miguel Ferrer was a huge Batman fan. He's got three huge fans on the Cinema Cult Network. Yeah, right. And he also he wore the Batman costume. To his uh, to the ER set for his his uh, co- his co- his recent TV co stars, and on top of that, he thinks this movie is awful. And if, <laughs> I think and I think there's interviews right where he's like talking massive amounts of shit. Oh yeah, I've heard that he's had he has a poster in his office to remind himself, like to, hu- <laughs> to humble himself. These movies, yeah, to humble himself basically. But uh, he. It, it is rumored that if you approach him and tell him that you saw Batman and Robin, he'll give you his money back. It give you your money back out of his pocket. I like how it's kind of like a Candyman tale. If you say Batman, uh, Batman and Robin three times, he'll just punch you in the face. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he'll give you season one of ER. Yeah, There's a free season I carry in my back pocket everywhere. Okay, so I want to let you get through the cast, but I read this the other day, and I feel like this is super interesting. So... Um, did you guys read about Darren Aronofsky's, uh version of Batman? Yeah, I dude, it's think this I is heard the, about it, but yeah, tell this us. Is okay, the cringiest Batman. No, like, it's not. Choices so Darren, I've ever heard. Darren Aronofsky wanted Joaquin Phoenix to play Batman, right? And then they re- the studio really wanted him to use a previous episode, uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, okay? I heard about the Freddie Prince, uh, Freddie Prince Jr. So I went down this like rabbit hole and started reading about it. And I guess Freddie Prinze Jr. auditioned to play Jigsaw in Punisher. Okay. And apparently he knows his comic books like spot on. And apparently he was like awesome for his audition. There was like, that's it. It's perfect. But then the studio didn't let him play Jigsaw because they were just doing him a favor just to let him audition, but they weren't going to let him right. take the role. Huh. Isn't that crazy? But- but yeah, the director of the second Punisher was like, that audition was amazing. Like, he should have played Jigsaw. That's weird. That's interesting. So I was going to say is that I my, as far as Freddie Prince Jr. goes, like, my value on him has gone up for knowing comic books so well. Because I guess yeah. he would come in in the audition and he was like, you got to do this with the character and this, blah, blah, blah. Because he knows Punisher comics really well. Oh, cool. Nice. That's cool. Kudos. Uh, why do you think the Darren Aronofsky Batman would have been a good idea? What? <laughs> Wait, hold on, I didn't say that. Yeah, you did. No, I just said, have you heard about what Darren Aronofsky? Yeah, and I said it was the cringy. It was like one of the cringiest oh. Batman possibilities I, I, ever. I, I think Joaquin is uh, Wayne. Oh, okay. Honestly, it's not that though. It's yeah. what he wanted to do with Batman. And what apparently, you, oh, oh, I didn't read this. Wait. Keep going. Keep okay, going. so if I'm if I'm uh, I'm paraphrasing, so I haven't read it in a long time. But what he wanted to do was he wanted Bruce Wayne not to be rich. And he lives 
above a mechanic shop where the Batmobile is at, and the Batmobile looks like a normal car. And Batman goes out at night and fights crime, obviously, but he doesn't wear a bat suit. What? <laughs> yeah. So he wanted to like eliminate all these elements from Batman to make him this normal guy who lives above a mechanic shop and fights crime. What the hell? What the hell? Batmobile is he going to be driving like a Toyota Tercel or something? Or probably. Oh, no. <laughs> I get. I get it. So the so the movie would have been called Man. Man. Yeah. Man. 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 So the song the song like da na 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 na. Man. man. <laughs> Where's the man signal? <laughs> the man signal. <laughs> oh, the man mobile. All right. <laughs> God, this sounds awful, but I would still yeah. watch it probably just out of curiosity. <laughs> okay, Hanta, go ahead and do the rest of the 695,000 people in the cast. So we got Chris O'Donnell reprising his role as Robin. Uh, we've seen him in Batman Forever, a previous episode. He was in School Ties, Son of the Woman, and surprisingly, one of Disney's most violent movies, The Three Musketeers. Have you guys ever seen this movie? Yeah, we saw it in theaters. Holy yeah, crap. With Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, Kiefer. Ooh, Kiefer is Kiefer. the ongoing... Uh, Thread in this movie, I guess. I don't know. He is an, an actor we don't see. Uh, um, we need to see more of. Honestly, he was in Designated Survivor recently, but he hasn't really made any movies. I think at all in the last couple of years or so. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, I enjoy him on all of his movie, uh, his filmography. But man, I really liked him on Twenty Four as oh, well. Yeah. yeah, I watched it. I watched the ever living hell out of Twenty Four ever since season one. I kind of dropped off by the end because it started getting so absolutely ridiculous but i thought he was awesome on that show so yeah. he he had that show he did where he was the president yeah designated survivor yeah, okay you said yeah wow and then um i guess he's got a new show for quibi oh i did hear about that i'm not have you I'm not, have I'm you guys not, heard or, i'm not do you know what quibi is mm-hmm. okay yeah yeah so quibi is only for cell phone and it's only 10 oh, minutes long. Holy crap, yeah. And there's supposed to be many episodes. And I thought this was pretty cool, but uh, we watched a video, and Steven Spielberg is making a horror show for it. And oh, really? the show is only available at night. You can't watch it during oh, the day. nice. And I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool concept. That's a yeah. cool, like, drag them in. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, actually, I'm, I'm kind of behind that. That's really neat. Yeah, that, I think it's cool. Uh, do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just to end that off, um, <clears throat> Kiefer Sullivan was actually uh, in the, I guess they did like a fugitive remake on Quibi, Quibi or whatever. Really? Yeah. Oh, but, cool. I'd watch that. Okay. Yeah. Um, we have Uma Thurman playing Poison Ivy. She's most notable for all the uh, Quentin Tarantino movies, Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill's Volume 1 and 2. Gattaca! And Gattaca, I have only That's seen an awesome. it once. I've only seen it once and didn't really like it, but I was a really? kid. Really? But I was a kid. That's an awesome movie. I was a kid. So give me a chance. Oh, yeah. That's not really like... <laughs> that's not a very exciting kid come, movie. Cut me a break. I, uh, I was just a kid. Dude, we watched that movie in science class. Really? Yeah, I don't remember why school we watched cool. it. <laughs> it was a cool school. <laughs> and then she was in probably one of my favorite Terry Gilliam movies, uh, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Which I think is awesome. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but never saw. No, no. I haven't. I haven't seen very much. Of definitely them. check it out. It is definitely Terry Gilliam at his like Gilliamist, I guess. If that makes any sense, just yeah. wacky and fantastic. I guess. I yeah. 
Uh, next up, we have Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl, previous episode Clueless, and then uh, a movie that we accidentally watched uh, in its entirety, uh, Hideaway, with Jeff Goldblum and... Oh, yeah. What's his name from Clueless? I can't remember his name. Dude, you love bringing that movie up. You do, I, man. I think it's hilarious that we watched it out of, like... I don't know why we, why we put it on, but I think we were laughing so hard during the, like, the credits or something that we decided to watch it all the way through, but... I'll tell you, I don't remember a damn thing from that movie. I know we watched it all the way through, but yeah. You know, it's a good, it's a little underrated. Uh, did you ever see Blast in the Past? I haven't seen it. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I like Blast in the Past. Ironically, speaking of Brendan Fraser, I watched Bedazzled a few nights ago. No, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what is this tangent? Hold Brendan, on, Brendan hold Fraser on. tangent. Yeah, I love how like he literally <laughs> set that up so we could talk and then, about And then Brendan previously, Fraser. I had mentioned School Ties that Chris O'Donnell was in, so that's another connection. To- oh, man. Hati, you're feeding right into it, dude. Oh, sweetheart, you're feeding right into it. <laughs> do, you, do you guys remember Bedazzled? I do, yeah. yeah. yeah it's a remake of, of a French movie, I think. Yeah, directed by Harry. No, no, it was um, a Dudley Moore movie. Yeah, it's oh, a Dudley yeah, Moore movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the remake was directed by Harold Ramis. I think it's Raquel Welsh is uh, the devil. The, the original. The bedazzled. Yeah, the original the devil. It's uh, it's different. Yeah. Um, yeah, I watched it. Let's say that. Uh, we got Michael Go as playing, <laughs> playing Alfred to continue on with the cast. He's in every single Batman movie that we've covered for the podcast. And then previous episode, The Serpent and the Rainbow, if you guys remember that. He's in it for like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's in it for a brief period of time. Yeah, he's the best part of this movie. Of this movie? What? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's wait for it until we get to the podcast. Yeah. Hold <laughs> off, because I've got a question to ask you guys. I got a okay. few questions. Well, I got some questions. I got some answers for you to question. So, okay. go ahead. All right. To finish off the cast, we got uh, Pat Hingle playing Commissioner Gordon, who's an absolute idiot in this movie. Uh, previous <laughs> previous episode, he was in Maximum. Oh Over- man, somebody's upset with law enforcement. <laughs> previous, <laughs> previous episode, Maximum Overdrive. We got John Glover playing uh, Doctor Jason Woodrow, who's the person that basically creates Poison Ivy in this movie. Previous episode, Scrooged, and then he's yep. also in Gremlins Two: The New Batch. And then I best know him as Lex Luthor's dad on Smallville. That Oh, yeah. Uh, good call. And then, let's see. And that's probably it, I think. We, get a, night, we, get, there's a, couple, we get a few. There's a couple more people, but yeah. I think there's just there's too many people to mention. I know we get two of them. Go ahead, Chris. I was going to say we got Vivica A. Fox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Viv, 50 Cent's girlfriend. Okay. Um, at some point. I don't know when. Um, <laughs> cool, cool. <trivia>. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Go ahead. Uh, no, Ellie McPherson. Yeah, is in this. Ellie McPherson, I, who I the, did not realize she plays Julie Madison. Is so I was I had written that down in my in my uh, in my notes because I know you're a huge Batman fan, but is that a character in the comics? Yeah, Julie Madison's a uh, a character in the comics. Who who did she eventually become? Did she become like a supervillain? Oh no, she doesn't. She's just a lot. Like she hasn't really become any like super. I don't. I mean, like I don't think she does. Gotcha. But um, she's like just she's Batman's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's her super. But, that's her superpower is that so she knows how to yeah. be a girlfriend to Batman. Uh, two things about her in this movie that I want to bring up. Uh, first thing is this is the only Batman movie, including the Nolan movies. 
where the oh. female love interest does not find out who Batman is. Oh, good call. Yeah. Yeah, because Kim Basinger finds out. Uh, Selena Kyle finds out. Right, right, right. And um, returns. Dude, Nicole, no offense. Nicole, Nicole Kidman finds out. She knows like, and right then, from the start, though. <laughs> uh, Rachel yeah. from the Nolan movies. And then, of she course, knows. Talia from yeah, yeah. the third, third one. one. So yeah. this is the only Batman movie where the girl does not find out who Interesting. Batman not, is. So not to sound rude in what, what way whatsoever, but... El McPherson's role, you can cut it out from this movie and it wouldn't change the movie. I completely agree with you. She has well no stake whatsoever. That's what I was gonna get to. I guess she had other scenes in this movie that were removed. Uh oh, okay. inc- including her death scene by what? Poison Ivy. Yeah. What? <laughs> by who? She gets she gets stabbed by Poison Ivy. Interesting. Uh, Using the knife that she uses at the end of the movie when she's fighting uh, Batgirl. That makes sense why they focus on that knife in that fight. Uh, yeah. They like pull it out and it's like, does this knife have any significance? No, because yeah. obviously there's something cut out. That is I guess, fascinating. That I, would- guess the, I guess the deleted scene was removed from uh, because of um, the viewers thought it was too dark. Oh, screw that. Put it in there. <laughs> that just blew my mind. Is there is there's not a director's cut of this, right? Uh, I don't know if it's on. I never watched the special features on this. I don't know if it's like available. I'm going to look it up as we're talking about it. I am looking it up. Oh, go ahead then, Hanto. But there is also, there is a, I don't know if it's missing footage, and I've talked about this before, I think, on the podcast, but related to Batman, Michael Keaton, in order to get into the role of being Batman, wanted to film some like extra Batman footage before they started the movie. So him and Tim Burton made a short Batman movie. And it's like really? it's supposed to be like Batman's first night. Interesting. I, I've heard this as like as it's like internet myth. I've heard that it's like kind of like nobody seems to be able to get a hold of it. I don't right. know if Warner Brothers has it. I don't know if it's missing. I don't know if it even exists. But yeah. if it does, it's really cool. It's kind of like how um, Tom Jane returned as the Punisher in like that short movie. Yeah, that, Dirty Laundry uh, or something. Dirty Laundry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was actually kind of rad uh i kind of enjoyed him as the punisher and i think that movie is pretty all right oh I, yeah oh, i did too i could yeah. i could be totally wrong because i saw it only don't you don't you say only that a couple times when i was a kid the the only stupid part is at the end when i'm not trying to give any spoilers he drags a body oh and yeah. the body <laughs> it, well, no, it like forms a skull and flames oh yeah like, yeah which is a lot of work to I, do. I thought you were talking about the the reaction. It's the same. It's a. It's the same concept as uh, the crow when he has that crow fire. It's the same exact thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the Punisher just watched the crow beforehand. That's, totally, that's how I knew how to do it. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, as far as cast goes. Oh. Okay. Here's what I was gonna bring up. There's a uh the pre bulked up Bane. There's an actor who plays him. Um. Like as he's being like brought into like the the laboratory or whatever, this actor's name is Michael Reed McKay, um, and you probably recognize him from uh, X Men Two. He's the guy that almost kills everybody uh, using Cerebro at the very end of the movie, where he's about to kill both humans and or no, but I think all of the mutants at the end. But uh, we know him probably best as the Mummy from the Monster Squad. Oh, cool. 
And oh, he, really? Yeah, and he also plays the sloth victim in Seven, which is the guy that's been captive on the bed yeah. for one year. Oh, interesting. So, okay. yeah, that guy plays wow. uh, pre, pre-bulked-up pre Bane in this movie. I did not know that. Yeah. Dude, that, that just blew my mind. Yeah, it's really cool. So, so speaking of cast, before we get into it, one, I had read that Val Kilmer was going to return. He already signed on to The Saint, so he couldn't do it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I think that was 97 as well. Yeah. And then another cameo we didn't talk about was Coolio. Yeah, it's who, in my, it's dude, in my notes. <laughs> his filmography of this, not bad. Not great, but not bad. Yeah. And then I have one more question before we dive into this movie. And the question is, how much was Arnold Schwarzenegger paid to play Mr. Freeze? I know it already. I don't know. Do you? What? Yeah, okay. I had it on trivia. The budget Did was you, like okay. the budget was 110, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was 125. 125. I think. So he yeah. was paid like 90 million for it, right? That's insane, Honto. <laughs> 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 no, he was paid like what? He was paid 25 million. Okay, which I was, was going to say like about. I was going to say like 10 million. Um, but before we dive in, I do have one more, one more. So Matt, if you have this, I won't say it. Do you know who else was supposed to play Poison Ivy? No. Uh, no, I don't. Okay, Hato? I do not. Okay, so they were considering Demi Moore for uh, Whoa, Poison Ivy. Oh, weird. I yeah. probably would have been all right with that. Well, this was like right after she did Striptease, right? So she was uh, kind of, she was a big star at this point. Yeah. This is like Disclosure, Striptease, like all that stuff. Yeah. Right? Decent, was it Indecent Proposal or whatever? Disclosure. Or disclosure. Oh, yeah, oh, the one with uh, Woody Harrelson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right, yeah. Okay, so to start off the movie, it kind of starts kind of like the third one. I'm not going to lie. It starts off kind of epic with like the the Batman symbols clashing into each other with Robin. And the whole first like 10 minutes is this whole like scheme with Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Where um, I can't remember exactly, but the whole point of this is he steals diamonds. Yeah, right? it's, the, it's basically the power of his suit so he can stay cold, stay cool. Yeah. And well, I am. Go ahead. Well, I guess he's like stealing them though to build the. I, I hate this plot, by the way. It's awful. He steals these like baby head sized diamonds. Yeah. Of uh, so he can power a freeze gun to freeze Gotham City to hold Gotham City ransom, so he can get millions of dollars to pay for his research for uh for a cure for his wife so it's right not, it's not even to guarantee his wife's survival it's just to get the research money that's still not guaranteed. it's just get to, the research and that's not even guaranteed to fix fix his wife well so and then, so what to, i'm saying not to say not to say like a spoiler alert but at the end bruce wayne gives it to him anyway yeah so just uh, no he doesn't give it to him pretty much yeah oh yeah he gives him money okay what i'm saying is this it's really stupid because he literally steals a million dollars in diamonds so he can hold the city ransom for a million dollars to pay for research. It's like just use the initial like, deposit of your yeah, diamonds. Of, of diamonds, <laughs> of said stolen diamonds. Like just give them the just like sell the diamonds back out for money for research. Right. right. Oh, okay. I did. Yeah. As and, opposed to building a giant freeze gun. Yeah. And so the whole like opening scene takes place at the Natural History Museum. And you got like Batman sliding down a Brachiosaurus. And um, there's this weird thing they do throughout the movie. And I don't know how to explain it. Hopefully I get it right with words. Um, But like the way 
things happen in this movie. Like, so someone kicks Mr. Freeze's gun out from his hands. Right. And it lands like perfectly on top of this like dinosaur or whatever. It's, it's the equivalent of when Billy or uh, happy Gilmore uh, is in that subway commercial and hit that sub into that guy's mouth. <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's weird. There's a lot of things where like Batman will jump and like it perfect. doesn't look. Yeah. It's a we- There's a lot of weird instances in this movie. Yeah. They're, they, they fully like, they fully reverted what, Tim Burton had started and they reverted it back to the Adam West. But even then it's even more comical than the Adam West. Like a hundred percent because so I paused the movie. So 12 minutes in uh, Mr. Freeze escapes and he takes off into a spaceship. Of course. And <laughs> I paused it at exactly 12 minutes because this is where the movie kind of starts to lose. you is when they're surfing in the sky. Yeah. 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 And I was totally on board up until this scene. I was like, this is as bad as I remember. This is where the movie lost you. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't when uh, they are doing the Batman Robin symbol crashing or, you know, clashing symbols. And they cut to the Batman and Robin nipples, cod pieces, buttocks and all the weird close ups. But they they already did it in um, this one forever. Yeah. But this one, this time, it's like even more pronounced, and it's double the cod pieces and nipples and butts and everything. Yeah. Oh, speaking of um, butts, Mr. And... Freeze. No, <laughs> speaking of Mr. Freeze, did you read who was supposed to play Mr. Freeze? No, was it somebody cooler than Arnold? Uh, Chris, Pat- did you read? Did you read the trivia, dude? No, I didn't. Oh, if you got it and say it, dude. I always have the trivia. That's my job. <laughs> okay, go. You didn't, hey, you didn't have the Demi Moore trivia. That's true. Yeah, where did you get your trivia from? Uh, my brain cells. Matt, who was supposed to play Mr. Freeze? Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he got the role. Oh, so you didn't have this. You didn't have this <laughs> trivia at all. That <laughs> no, was Patrick Stewart. Oh, yeah, I, weird. That would have actually been pretty awesome. But not in the, not in the style of Joel Schumacher. <laughs> not not yeah. in this movie. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, oh, that's really cool casting. But I was like, it would have still just been just as corny. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, if they did it in the same style as the uh, animated series where it's like a lot darker and a better toned and de- definitely a better paced like uh, Batman adaptation, then I think Patrick Stewart would have been awesome in it. Yeah. If it was uh animated series, Mr. Freeze. Yeah, that... Um, Speaking of which, that's the uh, the Heart of Ice episode in the animated series. And I believe that is the episode that won a primetime or no, not primetime. It won a daytime Emmy for outstanding writing in an animated. Program. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I remember correctly, it's a two parter. If I remember correctly, I think so. Um, they did a lot maybe. of two in the animated series. They did. Yeah. Same with the Superman animated series. But mm-hmm. yeah, that episode is solid. Yeah. That whole series is awesome. So Mr. Freeze gets away. And during all this, Robin ends up getting frozen. And it's a really weird scene because Schwarzenegger goes, you have 11 minutes to unthaw your friend. And so Batman unthaws Robin in like 10 seconds. And then why Schwarzenegger just, just gets away. Why does he just drop him in that um, that hot tub and then go after... And just take off. Yeah, just go after Mr. Freeze. It's a weird it's weird pacing in this scene. Speaking of Robin, and I hopefully Matt has a trivia on this. Matt, can you tell us some trivia about Robin? What? <laughs> Do you know who was supposed to originally play him? Oh, no, I don't. Oh, wow. Matt, you're so, not doing your job tonight. You're uh, not. It might not be real. No, this is 100% real. So Robin was originally supposed to be playing by Sean Wayans. Sean Wayans? What? And they decided not to go with him. 
And because of that, the deal he signed, he still gets paid to this day for not playing Robin. Oh, and Batman Forever, then? I guess, I don't know. That's weird, Chris. I don't, is that true? It yeah, looks it's like true. It is. Yeah, it looks like it is. Did, did uh, I bring it up? Did I bring that up on Batman Forever? No, I don't you think might, so. You, you may have. It's no, been, that's 100% true, though. It's been, it's yeah. been two years since we, we we did the episode. I forget just about <laughs> everything true. that we talked about. <laughs> But yeah, no, so, there, it looks like there's articles talking about how Marlon Wayne still gets paid for not playing. I'm sorry, Marlon. I said Sean. It's totally Marlon. Marlon, yeah. yeah. In uh, apparently Batman Returns, not not Forever or Robin. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that. Or- so, That's insane. All the way back because, in, yeah. I guess they are huge fans of his uh, his uh, Don't Be a Medicine South Central rule. That's well, not even is. That's not even out yet at that point. Because Batman Returns is what, 92? 92, yeah. And I think Don't Be a so, Medicine is like 93 or 94 or something. Maybe even ninety six to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah. But at that point, Marlon Wayne's wasn't even a name yet. Yeah. Definitely. Well, like uh, there's a deleted scene, and it actually it's not. It's deleted from the the script. Um, but they did storyboards for it, and Joker accidentally kills Robin's family in the first Batman movie. Oh, whoa! Wait, explain yeah. it. I'm I'm confused. In the first Batman movie, I guess there's a scene where Batman's chasing Joker. It was in like the the script, and they, they got to the storyboard stage, and they never filmed it. So they had the whole circus scene from Forever, basically in the 1989 version. Yes, yeah, somewhat. Uh, yeah, I guess something. It's something like that. But that's, yeah, like jo- Joker yeah. inadvertently kills Robin's parents, and that's probably fine. They left it out because I think 1989 Batman is pretty solid. As, as yeah, that meant is. too much. Well, here's uh, you know what though I don't like Robin, so I'd be fine if excluding Robin altogether. We talked about this in the past. I I but, like I like Robin in the comics. In the movies though, he's not really uh not really necessary. I'm but okay. With, I'm okay with Chris O'Donnell. He's kind of a wiener in these movies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I like him. I don't. I mean, I like Chris O'Donnell. I just don't like the character of Robin yeah, in general. Yeah, the character in but, general. I, I will say I Robin's costume is pretty bitchin' looking in this. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's a little too shiny and armor armor plated, I guess is what they're going for. Wait, the costume that he wears in the movie or at the end when they decide to change costumes for the big finale? Do they? Uh, Does that happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. because... Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 totally. Sorry. Yep, they do. Um, yeah, because it looks like Nightwing. Yeah, like his costume looks like Nightwing at the end. It's pretty awesome yeah. looking. Oh yeah, it does. Good call. I didn't even. Think I do about like. That. I do like Nightwing as a character rather than me too. Rather than Robin. So, uh, the reason why they change their costumes at the end, though, and here's the deleted scene for you. Uh, it's supposed to be freeze armor. Yep, I totally remember it, that. It's it rejects. It's supposed to reject anything that like Mister Freeze shoots at him. So it's the equivalent of like, what happens if they shoot you in the face? Yeah, what would happen if they shot us in the face? <laughs> <laughs> We were willing to take the chance. <laughs> Matt, you uh, you really did your trivia this week. I'm pretty proud yeah. of you. I would hope so, because Matt's kind of like the resident like Batman expert, I feel like. Right? This is his podcast yeah, today. this is your podcast. This should have been your pick, but it wasn't. It was my pick. No, it was Hanta. It was Hanta's glad, gladly Hanta's pick. <laughs> no, not really. This movie's really bad. <laughs> is it, though? Is it though? I can't wait till we get our letter grades at the end. Is it though? Chris, so, if you if you if you give this anything above a D, I'm quitting the podcast this evening. Oh, you're just looking for an excuse. Okay, no, so I we am. cut <laughs> We cut to Wayne Enterprises. I guess he has one in Brazil. And this is when we meet uh Pamela Isley, Isley who plays Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. And she witnesses her boss turn 
some criminal into Bane, yeah. who's like this 300 pound muscular man. Which is like they, they got they got the size right, but making them into a dumb idiot is not what they did right. <laughs> because well, yeah, because every time they show him, he just repeats what somebody else says. Yeah, because in the comics, in especially like the like the cartoon, he talks like very intelligently, and I believe in the comics, he's supposed to be like a criminal mastermind that just so happens to be uh like a big burly, you know, kind of like villain basically but in this one they made him into a dumb idiot well it's weird because there's also a really like dumb bane line but schwarzenegger says it oh he, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's reading the newspaper and it says like bruce wayne to auction off diamonds for charity and as <laughs> mr freeze reads it all he takes from it is he goes bruce wayne diamonds and <laughs> he like it's a really weird thing but it's very banish where bane just takes one word from the sentence right. makes it yeah. like the one word. Mm-hmm. Do you know who here's uh some precasting for you before um uh they made the movie that they wanted uh actually it was Joe Sh- Joel Schumacher wanted Kane Hodder to play Bane. Oh wow. That actually would have yeah. been if they did like a Jason version of like uh of Bane, I actually would have been down with that. Yeah, right. Not like a dumb idiot that repeats words. That's um, really interesting. That would have been like pretty spot on. Right. So after Pamela Isley, who's played by Uma Thurman, witnesses like this Bane transformation, um, she pretty much calls out her boss and says, like, hey, I'm going to call the cops and you, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. He, in very comic book form, throws like some liquid on her. She sinks into the ground and then like seconds later comes back from the dead. Yeah, yeah. And she knows everything that's happened to her body, um, how her body works, and that her lips are full of venom poison. I and she, she kills her boss. Yeah. So it's okay. So not to defend the movie, but if you watch it like one of the old school Adam West mm-hmm. episodes, it's somewhat enjoyable. So I mean, that's what they're, they're that's what they're totally going for in this movie is that they're just embracing it as a like just a 1960s Batman episode almost where they just make it really just comical and kind of like fantastical nothing there's nothing like really uh tone wise it doesn't match up with Batman the Tim Burton Batman's and it doesn't even match up with his previous entry uh Batman Forever so that leads me to my question which is a perfect setup do you think you would enjoy this movie if there were no previous Batman movies other than the Adam West stuff? Ugh. No. Oh man, I don't. I know. think I would. I would honestly probably be more upset with it. Yeah, this movie. Really? This movie, tone wise, just does not work, and the dialogue is really, really atrocious. Like especially when they start getting into like Alicia Silverstone at the end when she becomes Batwoman or Batgirl or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like it's it just, it's so cheesy and so bad. Well, there's a lot of stuff. Okay. So just to go through it. So poison Ivy takes Bane with her back to Gotham city. Right. And then we, we meet, uh, is it Batwoman or Batgirl? I think it's Batgirl. Cause Batwoman is, um, actually like another character in the DC comics. Uh, I think it's supposed to be Batman's like cousin or Bruce Wayne's cousin, I think plays, Batwoman, but she has the only difference is that she wears like a red, red, like a red wig. 
So she has like the red hair and like the cowl basically. Okay. And then Batgirl yeah. was supposed to be like Barbara Gordon, which they did. absolutely. Well, th- this is Barbara Gordon. Oh, this is Barbara Wilson. Okay. Yeah. I'm well, sorry. Yeah. Like Barbara Pennyworth, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, well, yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah, from what I'm reading is it's Barbara Wilson. And it is Batgirl. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying though. I follow. So she shows up and they're kind of like setting up her character for later on. But at some point, they cut to Mr. Freeze and he's teaching his goons to sing um, <laughs> I'm Mr. White Christmas from right. that old animated film. And it seems like that where I don't th- I don't know. I feel like they're going too comical and it just doesn't fit. Like that's Mr. Freeze. He's yeah. teaching his songs to people. They're just trying. I mean, it's so tough to call because like, you know, in Batman 1989, they had like Joker had his like goons basically like his gang that you see they all have their characteristics and then in obviously in Batman Returns they have like the circus clowns slash like the penguins that live in the lair with penguin and then they don't really have henchmen per se in Batman Forever other than that they introduce like the glow the glow stick gang or the glow in the dark gang so I feel oh, like they got two well, two phases goons yeah, but they don't really show them, do they? Yeah, they got this the ski masks on with the um I they, they have like the Tommy guns that have like neon lights oh, on them. Yeah, and... right, right, right. Okay. So yeah, it's just like it's just the ongoing trend where it's like you have your villain, now we gotta introduce the goons, but like in order to kill time, I guess you gotta show and plus give Arnold plenty of screen time because he's top build in this movie. Of you course, gotta, you got to give him something to do when he's not fighting Batman. And that apparently is introducing these goons that he just kills off willingly. And so, so speaking of goons, not to change the subject, there's a scene where poison Ivy and Bane go to find a hideout. Yeah. And there's like this other game that's taken over and they're just like jamming out. And there's like 12 of them or something like that. And they're cranking up goo dolls. And this, and is, this is the, this is the glow in the dark gang, right? From the previous yeah, movie. From, Kind of. Yeah, I think it is. But nothing against Goo Goo Dolls. I have no problem with them. <laughs> but I highly doubt a, like gang is, punk gang. A, a gang is hanging a Turkish bath listening to Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> it's, it's a very weird they're scene. Just, they're just playing that song from uh, City of Angels. I don't want the world <laughs> to see me, guys. Because <laughs> they won't understand. That's why I wear this glow-in-the-dark paint. <laughs> they're just playing that song from Freddy's Dead. Uh, <laughs> So there is a scene that's completely ripped off Batman forever, which is like scene for scene. So poison Ivy goes to um, Wayne enterprises when they're presenting the new telescope. Oh yeah. Yeah. And poison Ivy is like, Hey, I have this um, telescope you're looking for. (laughs) (laughs) She has like this offer and she's like, Hey, it'll help bring back plants, et cetera, et cetera. And he's like, I'm sorry, it's just going to kill too many people. And he walks away, which is the exact same scene from Batman Forever because it's the exact same thing with like the poses too many questions. Right. So that night they have this like big charity event. And this is when it gets really goofy. Oh. I, I feel like it's already goofy. But then this scene's even more goofy because Poison Ivy shows up and they're having like this big auction event and they're auctioning off all these women. Poison Ivy shows up in this costume and she dances for everybody. And so she's dancing and she like throws out her toxins that make everybody like really like fall in love with her. Okay. So I wrote down in my notes, a uh, question for the pro, AKA Matt, does poison Ivy actually have the ability to control people's minds? AKA like in the comics or the, uh, like the animated TV series. 
Uh, yeah, it's not really like she's not really controlling anybody's mind, right? She's more so just kind of like it's well, more like fair. It's pheromone based. Yeah, well, that's what the yeah. It's like influence. But does she does she ever ever like do that in the animated series? I thought it was yeah. supposed to just that she com- controlled plants and stuff. Yeah, she does it in. Um, is it the Alfred? Did you ever, the Alfred did you ever read a uh, uh, Long Halloween? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, she does it to Batman on Long Halloween. Okay, it's been years. You know, ta- you know what I'm talking about? It's, it's, like, she's like, it's been years since I've read it, but I vaguely remember because I know like every villain's in that that storyline. Yeah, or I'm saying she does it to Bruce Wayne. She's like in Wayne Manor, and she's like controlling him. Gotcha, okay, okay. Well, if I remember correctly. Cool. So during this whole scene, she's like mesmerizing the entire audience, and everybody's in love with her. And so is Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. And Robin's like, I I bet a million dollars, not bet. Um, Where you he's like, I put a million dollars. Yeah. He's like, I'll get it from you. And they go back and forth. And then Batman says like $4 million, whatever. This and is he pulls out, it, this is the cringiest moment in the movie. He pulls out his Batman credit card and he says, never leave the cave without it. Which, by the way, says on the card itself, it says goth card. And it says good through forever. Ugh. And I was just like, I wrote my notes. This is the worst like part of any of the Batman movies. I feel like, and it's and like I said, up to this point, there's like somewhat cringy moments. This is just stupid. Why would this Batman need a credit card? So stupid. I feel like they're trying to do like the um, was it in Batman Forever where they do like the uh the McDonald's drive through? Uh, joke I'll take with, carry out. Yeah, like take out or whatever. I'll get take out. Or take it. Oh yeah. yeah. Take, I feel like out. I feel like this is like the equivalent of like what they're trying to do with like, oh, he's just like a regular guy like any other any other person. You know. Well, they they start the movie off with jokes where they're getting ready to get the Batmobile, and it cuts to Rob, and he's like, "How come I don't get a car?" Yeah, he's like, "Blah blah blah," has a car, and then like they're arguing back and forth, and Alfred's like, "Alfred has something about pizzas or something." I don't know. It's just yeah. Very... He says like, "He's like, should I shall I order a pizza for you know like basically after your crime fighting duties?" You know, it's just like it just oh, which God. which is just fine. Batman might order pizzas, but it feels forced. Like the humor feels forced. Yeah, it just it it's fine in like a cartoon or like a comic book aspect of storytelling but not in a movie with like live action actors and characters and well to speak of a dialogue i don't know um, i I, see i beg to differ because i think marvel does this a lot they actually kind of (laughs) do you know what (laughs) i'm talking about it (laughs) they do it a lot or they do they they do the shawarma they do the shawarma bit after they they save new york from the uh aliens and avengers yeah, I mean they they do like they make fun. Of, I guess it's, it, I I think what it has to be is uh, the tempo that you're going for. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. And I, I think gotta... the problem is Batman's just it's a darker character. It's like if James Bond made jokes all the time too, it'd be uh, if James it'd Bond be, made it'd like be, it'd be uh, <laughs> if looks could kill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you made like really corny jokes, all that. Well, I don't know what I'm saying because he does make jokes. Yeah, yeah. But he, made, no, he no, makes no, like one liner puns and stuff like that. But yeah, but at least that's like after he murders somebody. You know, this is like yeah. legitimately action hero or superhero saying like, "Hey, let's get some pizza. Let's get like a pepperoni and cheese after after our fighting." Just I know. Like, I it just, just it, it just doesn't fit doesn't for work. Batman. No, it doesn't work. Like if he threw that line in the Batman Tim Burton, you'd be like what is happening right now? Like that just doesn't mesh well. And this is like 
technically supposed to be in the same universe because it has uh, Michael Go and um, uh, Commissioner Gordon, uh, Pat Hingle. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah, Pat Hingle. Pat Hingle. They're reprising their roles from every other Batman movie. So ever since the the Tim Burton. So technically, this is the same universe. It just gets goofier and goofier as the movie progresses. Well, that's yeah. why I'm asking you as an audience to view it as a separate movie. And yeah, but you can't. It's impossible. Yeah. Well, and why? if you did, if you did you're, view it as a, as a separate movie, then it just it, it just pisses you off because it's like no, you're already viewing it as a separate movie because you're viewing it with a new Batman. So you, you can accept that, but you can't accept its different tone. Definitely. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's a horrible <laughs> argument. You did not fight that at all. <laughs> yeah, it definitely doesn't fit. <laughs> Whatever. So speaking of cringeworthy, okay, I think Schwarzenegger makes a great freeze. I think he does a good job. He the suit is eh, but he looks really cool. The suit when, is basically like Ivan Ooze from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers of the movie. Oh, 100 <laughs> percent. It's Dude, so okay, terrible. Honest, I will say this with like the suit. Uh, it really bothers me when Mr. Freeze does not have like the bubble over the his bubble, head. The bubble, yeah, because he's supposed to like if he's exposed to anything but the bubble, like he's definitely dying. But, but the bubble's like so cool too. So it's like, why would you? The bubble is legitimately awesome. Yeah. So why wouldn't you like figure it well, out? I don't know. Yeah, figure it out. And it's like uh, they they don't use it in the Adam West Batman. Uh, yeah, he's basically like in a Parker, right? Auto Preminger. He's kind of like in a Parker, right? Kind of, kind of like uh, Captain Cold from the Flash. Uh, kind of. He's got a um, he's got like a collar system on that like feeds him cold air. Oh, gotcha. Okay, but still, the nothing beats the bubble because the bubble was one of the coolest designs for any villain. I think it's just awesome. Yeah, the, it's the best. The best that he looks in this movie is when he's in jail yeah, and he's got like the pinstripe or like the striped um, jail like outfit on. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I think he does look cool there. So when, um, he, when he's not wearing his costume for committing crimes, he looks cool. When he's not dressed up for the movie, he looks <laughs> <Yeah>. good. <laughs> when, yeah. he's in, when he's in just his loungewear, he looks cool. But I do like Schwarzenegger in this role. I think he has fun with it, even though every single line is a freeze comment. Right, right. Oh right. yeah, especially like when he's like, he's like, "Hey, Batman, Robin, cool your tits," and like, <laughs> this doesn't fit. <laughs> I don't think he says that, but uh, oh, he doesn't say that. No, I don't. But think so. maybe I don't remember. <laughs> I think it's one from one of those deleted scenes. So in this scene during like this big auction. Freeze does crash it and he ends up getting arrested mm-hmm. and he gets taken to Arkham where he gets, um, he escapes with poison Ivy. Yeah. They, they basically break him out, out of jail. Yeah. And his two guards, I only recognized one of them. I don't know. Are they, if the other, are they Arnold friends? Are they like usually, well, one of them's Jesse Ventura. That's what I thought. And I didn't really, I didn't look like him though. Yeah. One's Jesse Ventura. I didn't know if the other one was somebody else. Cause usually it's like Which, Jesse, usually it's like Jesse Ventura and then, um, Sven Oli, Sven Oli Thorson is usually the other guy who's yeah. like in all, all the Arnold movies. Yeah. Um, which it could have been the other person. Like I, I said, all I know was, was, yeah, I, I yeah. do. I do. Re- I did recognize the Jesse Ventura voice, uh, voice, but I was trying to look it up and I couldn't find anything. So I wasn't sure. Yeah, I didn't see. And I, I, I read a fact that, uh, Jesse Ventura in, uh, Bon Jovi used to show <laughs> up on set all the time and drop off. <laughs> I just, I should, they used to drop <laughs> off uh, Cuban cigars for Arnold, and Arnold would paint them white so he could smoke them in the movie. 
That's awesome. Yeah, because oh. there is a scene. There's a scene where Arnold's walking around smoking a cigar, and that makes sense. No crap. Okay, so I know who this other guy is. This guy, other guy who the one of the guards. This is this guy named Ralph Moeller, and he was actually in Gladiator. Uh, he's kind of giving Russell Crowe shit in earlier in the movie, and then ends up joining. Yeah, hey, I never him. saw it, man. Don't spoil this movie for me. Hey, it came out in 2000. It's already 20 years old, <laughs> so you've already lost your chance. It came out two weeks ago. You should have seen. No, it, it came out two, 20 years ago. <laughs> What's the cutoff line? Definitely two years. <laughs> okay. So go ahead. Continue. Go ahead. But uh, he, he's usually in like a bunch of action movies as like a big tough guy. He's in. Okay. He's in a couple of uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, Universal Soldier and another movie called Cyborg. But yeah, I definitely recognize this guy uh, just from the, the IMDb credit. So he was probably an Arnold buddy, assuming. I think so. He's definitely like a... Uh, he definitely looks like one of those like uh like weightlifter type type dudes. Yeah. So. So after this uh, scene, <laughs> we have this whole um like cold, drag racing cold scene. Transfer. Cold transfer. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have this whole drag racing scene after Freeze gets out with um. So Barbara, who's Alicia Silverstone, she plays Alfred's niece. Yeah. And she takes a motorcycle out, and Dick follows her. And there's this whole drag racing scene where they run into Coolio and, you know, your average drag racing scene. Yeah. And <laughs> I was thinking about it. And so as soon as the drag races until it ends, I'm sure Chris O'Donnell and Alicia Silverstone never had any idea what the scene looked like until they saw the final cut because yeah. it was probably stunt doubles the entire time. Probably yeah. like uh, toys so, or whatever, you know, like the yeah. miniatures or whatever. Which is such a weird way to look at it. Like a whole like eight minute scene where they were supposed to be in. They probably had no idea what it looked like. Right, right, right. Yeah. So hey, a couple hey, Robin eat shit uh, for the third time on your motorcycle, because that's all he does in this movie is he just falls over on his motorcycle. <laughs> he does. Yeah. He does. <laughs> Sorry, Matt, what are you going to say? <laughs> really? No, a, a, so a couple th- things about this scene. Uh, we were talking about um, guests or uh, like random guest or like guest actors that are in the background or whatever. Yeah, and I guess Corey Haim is in the background in this scene. No, really? yeah, I oh. I don't I don't know who he was. He's they said he's a biker member, but I don't I I can't remember seeing anybody that looked like him. Oh. Really? That's that's actually that's probably the best trivia you've ever had. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, actually he's, he's uncredited. You, as biker actually, you member. said that, and I pulled up the exact picture he's in. Really? So, yep, I can actually. If we were doing this face to face right now, um, well, there's funny. a picture that popped up. Funny, yeah. you can copy. Wow, that's you insane. Can, you can copy the picture and paste it in Discord, and we all see it. Uh, oh I'm shit! Gonna... Yeah, he's right there in the background. Yeah, uh, I'm pasting it right now. That's wow, not... dude! Yeah, that's a hundred percent Corey Haim in Batman Forever, which makes sense because Joel Schumacher directed Lost Boys, oh, wow, and that's nice. probably why he had him in it. Cool. Yeah. Nice. And now, and I know we've talked about it before on this podcast, but um, which is it's actually I'm sorry to go back to this. This Corey Haim thing is kind of ironic because it's the second time in uh, working with Joel Schumacher where it has something to do with him and Batman. What's the other? In what's the other? Lost Boys. He talks about how he's looking. He goes to the comic book shop oh, and he's talking to Corey Feldman, Fog Brothers, or whatever. Yeah, and he's like, "What are you looking for?" He's like, "I." He's like, "I'm looking for a." I think he says a Batman 14 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I do remember yeah. that. 
Man, that's insane. What? That's probably the best trip you've ever had in your entire yeah. life. Oh, you'll, nice. ne- Good job. you'll never top this moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the five and a half years that we've been doing this, it's never going to get any better. Yeah. Well, we, and, okay. So we've talked about this before too, uh, either in person or on the podcast. I'm pretty sure we talked about it on the podcast that Coolio in this scene. The reason why he's in this scene was he was supposed to play Scarecrow in the we fifth have Batman movie. Yeah, we have talked wow. about that. I think this You're is right. In, I, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, and that's the only reason he's in this. That's the reason why he's in this movie was he was supposed to be like a hint that he you was going to be Scarecrow in the next in this one. movie. You get to be Scarecrow in the next movie, and then there isn't a next movie. Yeah. Okay, so usually at this point in the Batman podcast, we talk about the soundtracks. I actually, um, yeah, I had that listed at the end of the my notes, basically ranking it by because every movie has like a various artist, don't they? Ex- the second one I feel like is the weakest of so, all. Yeah, of them. I'm not sure if there's any various artists on. Um, I know there's. Yeah, I I couldn't tell you all the songs, but I mean we've already talked about the other ones, but this one has like Smashing Pumpkins. I think it was the lead single. Yeah. Uh, yep. And then Bone Thugs was the second. No, it was Gotham City with Arkham. Well, I was going to say, that was the one they tried to push. Gotham City! <laughs> City of Justice, or something like that, whatever. Weird trivia, because I wrote this at the end, because it's at the end credits, but the Smashing Pumpkins song that they use, uh, it's actually used in a movie that we're going to be doing in a couple of episodes. It's used, it is. It's used, it's redone, I believe, and it's reused in, or not reused, but it's used in the trailer for Watchmen. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah, it's like a completely redone. It's really that cool. Yeah, that that I actually will say. Uh, spoiler: I don't really like Watchmen, but we'll see how that if my my opinion changes in the next few. Yeah, weeks. we'll see if it holds. Like whatever it is, but that trailer with that song is super awesome. Oh yeah, for sure. But I it, will say I that about Zack Snyder though. Zack Snyder has really cool trailers for his movies. Yeah, because he does music videos. That's why he knows yeah. how to do stylish visuals with good music. You know. Yeah, sorry, Chris. What were you saying? No, I was remember there was two different Pumpkin songs on this album, um, and it was cool because there are two different versions of one song. Okay, the ones that like the main single was called "The End Is the Beginning Is the End." Yeah, so okay, and then the different version, which I think is the version for Watchmen. That's correct. It's called "Is the Beginning Is the End Is the Beginning." That's correct. Yeah, so the alternate version, I believe, is the version for. It's not that it was redone. It's the alternate version that's used yeah, in, in yeah. the trailer. So that makes but sense. like. This album had like the Goo 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 Doll song is pretty decent, and then Foolish Games by Jewel was a big song. Oh, weird. Um, yeah, I, it's not I, as big. I will, I will say I look. I do love the because I love Bone Thugs and Harmony. I do like. The I know you do. My eyes. I like that song a lot. Hanto used to print papers of Bone Thugs Harmony and put it on like uh, furniture around his house. I did. That's a yeah. that's a fun fact. My, for yeah, my, we'll, po- we'll post it up as the picture uh, for this my, podcast. on my dresser when I was a kid, and I got to see them live in, in concert a couple years ago, and it was awesome. True story. So back to Batman and Robin. So they have this huge like motorcycle chase scene, which is. I don't know. It's whatever. Yeah, and it begins and then it just ends real fast, and it's just like, hey, you're like a a motorcycle person that races, pretty it's much. Like, yeah, yeah. Just okay, to bring sorry. her. Don't it's, tell secret, just, secret. Don't tell Alfred. Yeah, just to bring her. Okay, okay. Thank you for bringing up Alfred, because I said earlier, spoiler alert, that Alfred is the best part of this movie. Which is not but right. <laughs> the whole Alfred thing, super deep, man. Yeah, because there, this is the most time he, screen time he has in all these movies. He becomes like like he's essentially the secondary plot of this movie. 
Well, he has a couple. Good. I hate the interpretation of Alfred and uh, Commissioner Gordon in the the Burton the oh, Burton verse. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, because that's what I was saying uh, in the when I was listening off the cast earlier. I yeah. was saying how Pat Hingle uh, or the Commissioner Gordon is just like a bumbling buffoon in this movie, and that's the reason why is because they just do him so wrong compared to like how they treat him in. Um, well, just the comics in general, but like in the Nolan movies, he's like a legitimate character and it's awesome. Yeah. And you'd almost think like Alfred uh, doesn't even like, he has like nothing to do with Batman in no, most of the movies. No, no. He's just there as the butler, like, which is why I feel like Alicia Silverstone is probably trying to save him is because he doesn't have any role roles in these, in these other movies. But uh, Alfred's supposed to be essentially like the father figure, you know, to to Bruce Wayne, he's supposed to be like yeah. the the. Word no, of, I see. The word. I see Alfred as a representation of what Gotham City is, because there's a uh, there's a whole scene, and it's a really good quote. But he says something about how he's failing to be Batman, and Alfred says, "You want to master the chaos that sweeps our world, mm. and attempt to control death itself." I wonder how long he had and, that in his back pocket. And wait, how long I had it, or how no, long he no. had it? How long Alfred had that in his back pocket, <laughs> or both? Um, so it's such a deep line because I feel like he's trying to like stop death, right? Right. He's trying to control it. So I feel like Alfred is a representation of Gotham City. He's trying to save everything. Yeah. And maybe I'm looking too deep into the movie, or maybe I'm just a genius. <laughs> but <laughs> I think it's like the best part of the movie. I feel like it adds a deep layer to this movie. It okay, really. Been- Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I would say it would have just been better if he was a legitimate character in these movies, which he's not up until yeah. this this, this uh, entry, I guess. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Really quick, everyone's favorite Alfred. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, Well, how many are there now? There's Jeremy Three Irons. Are. Jeremy Irons, Michael Caine. So um, Michael Caine. Four. I'm trying to think. Well, I mean, if you do like Adam, the Adam West years, you can say that. Are we also including like uh, the animated, like animated series and like all those interpretations? Yeah, you can use that. So five. Okay. well, like there's I'm going to say what I grew up with. There's even even, like the the Lego Batman movie version, which is pretty good. (laughs) I'm serious because Ray Fiennes plays him in the. uh, Oh, does he? Yeah, he's awesome in the movie. Um, Uh, I would. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, Chris. What do you got? I'm going to go with what I grew up with and who played him the most times. And I think that Michael Tim Gunn Burton's the best. Yeah, I think he's the best one. I will, I will say uh, animated series is definitely the one I grew up with the most. And then I wish Jeremy Irons was done better because that would have been awesome to see him in like more entries of a Batman. Hey, honestly, franchise. I think my favorite Alfred was Jeremy Irons. It was cool. It's super cool. Yeah, it's because it seemed like the first time. Because I, I don't get me wrong. I think Michael Clayne, Michael Caine's a close second. Michael Caine's definitely awesome, but it just yeah. You know. But it felt like Jeremy Irons. Like there's this kind of whole like backstory with Alfred, uh, where he used to be an MI6 agent or something. Right, right. There, there's and, actually a there's actually a live TV series that follows Alfred in like his younger years, and I think yeah, they, I haven't they, watched that by the way. I haven't either, but yeah, I, think I don't supposed I, to do that. Follow that it's story. for as big as a Batman fan I am, I have never watched. Like I'm very like particular about my Batman stuff, where it's like I haven't watched. Um, Gotham, 
I haven't watched uh, Birds of Prey. I haven't watched uh, this Alfred show um, or the Batwoman show. I don't really, I don't know. I, I like, I like, like, I don't really like the, the deviations from Batman. Right, I just like, right. I like Batman. Yeah. Well, I'll say that, like the Birds of Prey TV show that was like in the early 2000s. That only lasted a season. I watched a couple episodes. And I think I was, watched the first episode. Yeah. Wait, it, was that the show that had like three episodes? No, it was a full season. Um, okay, there was a show back in the day that legit had only three episodes. Are you talking? Because uh, there was there's two Birds of Prey, isn't there? I don't. Which one are you talking about? The one that was like Is on it? the WB, like way back in the early 2000s. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. I thought it only had a few. But episodes. I th- I'm almost okay. positive there's more than I think. It's, I think it's a full season. Okay, uh, that's my bad. Then. Okay, keep going. But yeah, um, I would say like. Uh, Jeremy Irons was my favorite just because like he just seemed like the he one that cool. could like adequately give Batman advice and yeah. he could probably take his take uh take his own weight right you know what I mean like yeah it would have been awesome I don't know to what see I just it. said yeah no I know I know what you're trying to say it would <laughs> no, been- I was trying to hear Hanto Hanto was going in and out right there oh it, uh, but it, no I felt like uh Jeremy Irons could like actually like fight like yeah, if he got into been, a pickle he could kick cool. ass it would have been cool to see more adventures with that that duo the Ben Affleck Jeremy Irons combo and it would have been awesome to see like Alfred kind of like tagging along or trying to survive like an attack on Wayne Manor or, or whatever it just mm-hmm. would have been cool to see him done a lot better than Batman vs Superman and Justice League yeah you know every time i think of the animated series Alfred the first thing that pops in my head, like legit, is there's an episode where Alfred plays a prank on Batman and Alfred is talking to Bruce Wayne and he's like, hey, do you want me to draw you a bath? And Bruce Wayne's like, that'd be great, Alfred. And he walks into the bathroom and there's no water in there. He has to start a bath. But Alfred actually drew a bath like on a piece of paper. <laughs> And he's like, happy April Fool's Day. Oh, yeah. I definitely and just looked it up on uh, YouTube and it's definitely there. Really? That's like the only thing I think of when I think of animated series. Wow. Um, but to continue with the movie, um, so I didn't even realize this. And tell me if you got this from the movie, that Barbara goes into these drag races so she can raise money for Alfred who's dying. I think Is that that's legitimately what she says to Dick Grayson. That does she really? She, yeah, like she it's like about. nobody knows how to make money in Gotham City. Yeah, yeah. Like Mr. Freeze has to steal all these diamonds to hold the city ransom and then Barbara Gore, Barbara can't tell uh Bruce Wayne that hey like the butler's dying. Uh he, he probably needs money for uh Right. Yeah, be- medical issues. because it's, he she's essentially trying to like also save him from this uh this indentured servitude, and Dick Grayson's like, no, what are you talking about? He likes it here. What are you, like, what are you, what are you talking? <laughs> He's about? happy. <laughs> we, no, it's like legitimately a scene. It's like, what are you talking about? He's like, he's like a part of the family. Like, what are you talking about? Alfred, make me a sandwich. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Can't, can't you can't you see my uncle's dying? Yeah, yeah. dying with oh, happiness. Oh, yeah. Can't you see him? <laughs> He's sick with happiness. <laughs> so as the movie continues, there's this whole like plot that concerns Robin and Batman, who Robin falls in love with Poison Ivy, but she's being like led by her poison. Yeah. And it kind of creates this whole conflict between them. Until like we're like in the third act of this movie when Robin goes to visit Poison Ivy and he kisses her after she tells him the plot of the movie (laughs) and he kisses her. He doesn't die and it's revealed that he wore 
rubber lips or yeah, something rubber like lips that. The entire time, which yeah. is very like old school Batman. Actually, there's so many old school Batman things where they're like they have like, hey, I got this laser Batman laser gun and this Batman heater, right? And this right. Batman whatever. It's always to sell toys for the kids. So to talk about what Matt was talking about, yeah, this whole thing comes off as like one big toy commercial. Right. Everything is so like. I don't want to compare it to Die Another Day, the James Bond film. It is actually, but it's actually really, a really, really good comparison. Yep. Wow. Yeah, that's like yeah. on the money, Chris. I just came up with it. That's so awesome. It's very similar where it's just so over the top, and you feel like they're just trying to sell you something that isn't what you came there for. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Totally. But, Although I did buy in. No, I guess it wasn't part of Batman Robin. I did buy into the McDonald's. Uh, uh, glass that they had for Batman Forever, like the merchandise. Oh, I have them all. Oh, you I do? do too, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I st- I still have them. I drink tequila out of them on a <laughs> on an hourly basis. I have the. Oh, uh, I think the only one I have is the question mark one. That was the only one I was able to. to that's what I have. Nice. I, I usually get drunk and I'm like, it's too many questions. It's too many questions. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the party, pal. It's too many drinks. <laughs> it's too so, many drinks. So while this is all going on and Robin survives Poison Ivy's will, Barbara discovers the Batcave and she finds out that Alfred has left her like this costume and he's like, I knew you'd find it. Now and you're this, Batgirl. And this, like, conveniently, this conveniently recorded message that apparently they just like let Alfred. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's it's totally for, it doesn't make any sense at all. Um, but when she puts the costume on, she goes to fight Poison Ivy and I hate the way Poison Ivy ends. I think Uma Thurman does a good job in this. I think yeah, she has fun with it. Doing yeah. Fine. And it, the way Poison Ivy, like, quote unquote, gets captured, she falls into her own plant. That and it makes her, no it, sense. It's very, like, Little Shop of Horrors, and it kind of, it, it's just, it doesn't work at right. all. Did you guys <sighs> notice the, the part where, uh, where Robin is, like, trapped underwater and he's, like, struggling to get out of the water? Did you guys notice there's a... Oh, yeah. They they reversed the shot. <laughs> there's like a part no, where... No, I didn't notice that dude, at all. It's it's so jarring. It's so bad. They It's like it plays <laughs> out as if he's struggling out of the water and they literally reverse the clip and you can see like the water like coming back into the water, you know, like splashing outward. It like splashes outward and then stops and reverses and then goes like back into the water, if that makes any I sense. I didn't notice that. Well, speaking of another weird thing in... Maybe this is something that we saw when we watched it, but... L. McPherson's character is wearing very intense contact lenses. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, if oh. you ever watch, next time we do the podcast on this movie again, yeah. watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll notice, like, the contact she's wearing. Nice. Um, okay, so at this point in the movie, I do want to ask. So this movie's made in 97, is that correct? Oh, yeah, 97. Okay, so it doesn't work here, but do you think if this movie was made exactly the way it was, but made in 1990. Do you think it would have held up? Oh, uh, no, no, no I don't because think. Our, we'll say even 92. We'll say five years early. You're so saying this, it, okay, but it's still the same movie. Regardless, it's no, a bad I movie. Know. Okay, no matter whatever like like world you put it in, dude, it's still a bad movie. Well, no, hold on. Okay, the reason I say that is because as I watched it, it was very reminiscent of like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two. Yeah. And for some reason that's acceptable, but this movie isn't. So I'm saying if this movie came out in like 92, whenever turtles came out, do you think we'd be okay with it? Uh, 
No. No. I think we would. I think we would because for some reason in the early 90s, that type of feel was okay. If the, the film had like a different tint to it, like an early 90s tint, and it had that like fun cheesiness to it, we'd be okay with it. Hmm. Not a late 90s cheesiness. Probably would have worked yeah. better if it was a back-to-back with uh, the Adam West 1960 uh, Batman. Hey, do you think this movie would be really cool if like you didn't have eyeballs? <laughs> and uh, if, you heard, if you heard it only, do you think it would be good? Do you think it would be really good? Or do you think this movie would be really good if somebody said, hey... I'm going to kill you if you don't <laughs> you like this don't movie. Like Do you think this movie would be really good? <laughs> Whatever. I'm trying to come up with deep questions for this podcast. Yeah, it's and it's just still here. I got a question. Here, here we go. It's a joke. Go ahead. No, I got some questions for you guys. Go for it. Go. What do you got? All right. It's a series of... Uh, we're going to work together on this. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Oh, we're coming, coming up with the questions? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have to come up with three good things about this movie. I'll give you six. <laughs> what? Oh my, God. <laughs> oh my God, it's horrifying. Three good things. How about we can each we can each do it or uh, we can do it together. Do you want to do it now or you want to save it for the end of the podcast? Save it for the end of the podcast. <laughs> and the okay. other question I have for you is if you were an actor in this movie. Would you do it? <laughs> hold on, let me get the question out. Okay. Before we like start figuring out what I'm gonna say, okay. <laughs> say you're an actor. Say you're an actor in this movie, <laughs> and you've got to go on a talk show and promote this movie. And usually, when an actor goes on a talk show to promote a movie, they bring along a clip to promote the said movie. Oh God! What positive clip would you use from oh, this movie really to falsely trick people into seeing this film? <laughs> okay. 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 I think I would probably bring the clip of Coolio. I'm not gonna lie. That would <laughs> be like, like, like three seconds. It's a three second clip. <laughs> it's just like it makes no sense. It's just like here I've got this clip. And it's just Coolio, and he's like, "Thanks," and that's it. Like, I bring yeah, it's in theaters this Friday. <laughs> I bring I bring a clip of uh, Michael Keaton swinging out of the the museum in 1989. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Mac and me. Yeah, Mac and me. <laughs> Um, I don't know that, that. Okay, that second question is pretty solid. That's actually really tough because <laughs> I know I, I wanted to think of like a really good clip that's like a good representation of this movie. Um, but you don't want to. You, but you, like, what I'm saying is this: you don't want to put a bad clip in there. Like you don't want to say like this clip's going to make this movie look stupid. So you got to trick the audience into thinking that this movie's really cool by showing one really cool clip from this movie. I might show the scene. Okay, I'm not saying it's the coolest scene. This is going to be an ongoing question on this podcast, by the way. I think it's a great this. question. This is an awesome question. Um, maybe the the scene where they're transforming Bane in the beginning. Maybe that's like... I mean, I'm not saying it's like the coolest scene in the movie. Come see this but, movie that I'm not in this clip in. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so if like Vivica A. Fox was coming to promote this movie, she would show the scene where... Um, I got got nothing, guys. I got nothing. It's tough, isn't it? Like, I can't think of, like, one really cool scene to be, like, 30 seconds just to show of, like, okay, that's a really awesome... It would absolutely have to be that first chase scene with Mr. Freeze where they're uh, driving, like, or sky surfing. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's about it. Oh, really? Okay. Because I was thinking the second chase sequence where they're on the cars and they're going down that, like, muscular man. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> they're going, you know, they're going down that, totally that like, they're driving down that muscular man. Like they're going down that it's, muscular man. I don't like, know what you're saying. It's like the, <laughs> it's it's like the Statue of Liberty, but a dude. Yeah, oh, it's okay, a muscular okay. man, and they're. I got it. Okay, just they're. I understood none of that, but I get it now. Okay, but they're driving on it. <laughs> yeah, they're driving on. It. They're going. They're going down okay. the muscular okay. man. <laughs> so anyway, I might pick a scene from the first ten minutes. That's because, obviously where it has to come from. It has to be in the it, within that first like sequence of chasing down Mr. Freeze because nothing. Yeah, I kind of like the opening. Nothing sequence. else is worth sharing in this movie. <laughs> so as the movie continues, this is like the last like twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. We got Batman, Robin, and Batgirl, and they're like, "Let's go after Mr. Freeze together." And they go to the observatory that's been promoted the entire movie. Yeah, and Freeze and Bane are gonna like pretty much freeze the world. So at this point, Freeze doesn't know that Poison Ivy pulled the plug on his wife. Right. Um, which I feel like her motive is kind of like, eh. Like, I don't know, this whole, like, I'm the only woman in Gotham or whatever. Right, right, I don't yeah. know. I feel, it feels forced. Yeah. So Freeze is pretty much... Yeah, because I don't really... I don't get it, by the There's way. There's no reason. Yeah. 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 I don't. We didn't really talk about this, but there was like... She just like all of a sudden... I don't understand why she's an asshole. Neither do I. It doesn't make any sense why. Like, I get why she's there for the plants and everything, but all of a sudden she's an asshole. It's like, agreed. Yeah. So after this entire fight, we got like uh, Batgirl and Robin are fighting Venom or not Venom, um, Bane. Uh, Bane, and they pull the Venom tube from his back, right. and that makes him small again. So yeah. he's done. And then Batman and Freeze are fighting, and they end up stopping. Um, the uh like the the freeze mechanism of the observatory that's right. destroying the world and the ending i don't know the ending kind of drags i'm not gonna lie yeah no, and, i'm right there with you. um <laughs> and it's kind of goofy too because there's like there's these two scientists that are hanging from the observatory telescope mm-hmm. and they have all these one-liners where like they're hanging from like the telescope and one of them's like it's just one of those days and like yeah when i don't want to actually up, these two are in batman sucks. forever are they really? Yeah. When? They're they're uh, they work in at Wayne Tech. Yeah. In you know the, what? That's, a, that's actually that's actually pretty cool. They brought re brought him back. I think yeah, because I think I think she reads one of the riddles off to Bruce Wayne. Interesting. I think you're right. Yeah. I can't. I, I just read that as a as a. I didn't. I like. I can't remember exactly who they are, but uh, I read it as a trivia thing, and I was like, yeah, I remember both of them being in. Yeah, they definitely um, look familiar. So I'm, it could be just recurring, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Let's see. So Batman ends up defeating Freeze. He shows Freeze this recording of Poison Ivy saying that she was the one that pulled the plug on Mrs. Freeze. And there's a really weird line. I'm going to say stupid, but Batman talks to Gordon and he's like walking away and he's like, hey, you have 11 minutes to hunt all these people. And, or no, no, he says it earlier in the movie. I'm sorry. When Freeze freezes a bunch of people at a party, yeah, he tells Gordon, "You have eleven minutes and freezes people," and he walks away. Gotcha. Like, how is Gordon? Like, it's a really weird scene. How is Gordon supposed to unfreeze all these people? And I mean, it makes sense at the end here because he uses all like the satellites and freeze everybody with the telescope. Mm-hmm. But early in the party, I feel like it's such a throwaway line to like whatever. Right. Right. Does that that sound stupid? Trying to bring that up now? No, 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 <laughs> no. It, it, this this entire movie is stupid. <laughs> so, okay, all right. Uh, so so Batman talks to Mister Freeze and he goes, "Hey, look, you're gonna go to Arkham Asylum, but 
you have to come up with a, a cure. Like we need, we need you, Mister Freeze. We need you. To society, your team player. We need it, you. We need you. So we'll we'll put you and all your scientists to work in Arkham Asylum. He's like, help me save Alfred. He's like, okay, here, here's some medicine. And he's like, thank you. <laughs> you thank son of a you. bitch. You here's some the, Advil. You had <laughs> medicine the entire well, time. Well, he says it. He says it. He goes, take two and call me in the morning. He definitely does. Yep. Yeah. That was really good. Oh, thank you. And so Freeze gets detained with Poison Ivy, and that's the end of their story. And Poison Ivy is pretty much kind of out of it, the way Jim Carrey is out of it at it the end of Batman totally Forever. totally is. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Like, to- whatever. Whatever. So now we cut to Alfred, and he takes the medicine, and they stay up all night, and he's cured, and everything's <laughs> they okay. Stay up, they stay up all night watching cartoons <laughs> and eating hot soup and what watching movies for the podcast watching movies and just and, catching up on old times and then we find out alfred's okay we cut to the awesome shot that was in the third one but they're using it again for the fourth one where they're running with the batman right. signal behind them right and it's an awesome Chris, shot really quick i gotta pause yeah. you because you're you're like blowing through this movie uh <laughs> Oh, hold on. Matt wants to talk more about this movie. Go ahead. Uh, Great. Well, we never really, like, Resident we didn't jump really... to the credits. <laughs> well, we, I did, we got to the credits already. I was like, holy shit. Uh, we didn't really talk about her, but what do you guys think of Alicia Silverson as Batgirl? She is. I think she's fine. I'm okay with it. that great. <laughs> oh, you don't okay. like her, Hanto? Not really. Uh, I think it's mostly just the line deliveries, um, especially where she kicks, uh, after she kicks Poison Ivy's butt. And she like links up with Batman and Robin. She's like, Bruce, it's me. It's it's just me, Barbara. Yeah. yeah. He's like, he's like, how about why not Batwoman? And yeah. he's like, Bruce, it's me, Barbara. <laughs> and the world's greatest I, detective couldn't figure that out. Exactly. Yeah. I don't get the joke. I don't I feel like it's way over my head at this point. It's just not good writing. Just, I guess I like think, I think she's fine. I think it's the writing. I, I think she's I think, fine too. I, uh, I guess she got like a lot, a lot, a uh, lot of body shaming issues what? that happened during this movie. Really? Where, in, what, in what way? Uh, I guess they found out like she was a teenager when they were making this movie, right? Like well, she old, was like she was like sixteen or seventeen when she did Clueless. Yeah, yeah she was okay. So she's born in seventy six. So she's twenty. Well, she's not a teenager. She's twenty one years old. Yeah, she's, well, she's basically. I don't know why the, the trivia said she was a teenager. A year from the, the it's, she's probably like 20, 20 years old. Whatever. Yeah, so she's around like 20 years old when she's making this movie. And I guess like she gained a few pounds and couldn't fit into the tight suit. Like, because the suit is like uh, uh, form fitting. Right. Like, as far as like they molded it to her body. So if you gain like an extra pound or something like that, it's, it's probably going to fit wrong. Mm-hmm. And it leaked out into the media, and the media like ripped into her Dude, about media it. Media sucks. Yeah. And they're like, like to the point where like Schumacher had to come in and like start attacking like reporters and stuff oh, about that's it. Like, good for Schumacher. Yeah, they're like that's so like uh, rude of you guys to like sit there and say that about somebody. Yeah, and actually, I, I think she's very charming. I like her a lot. Yeah. Um, it's kind of weird. Like, if you look at her career, like I feel like she's been like big for twenty years. But if you look at her career, she was only big for like that four or five year span, like right. from Clueless to like early 2000s right, right. blast from the, yeah i was gonna say blast from the past because you brought that up earlier yeah because it's a good movie i watched bedazzled a couple days ago. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you about a movie called bedazzled bedazzled um no i mean she works though she does like i would say she does as much work as like she seems to stay like pretty busy like i do like oh, her a no lot shit. though i wish i would have seen her hint like her in more 
like more takeoff roles. She was apparently in uh, most recently. She was in that movie called The Lodge. Do you do you uh, guys see that trailer for that? No, what? I don't. It's that movie where it's like, new, oh yeah, yeah, new yeah. mom coming to stay with the kids or whatever, and then they get snowed in, and then there's like a weird thing because she's like the the girl is like part of a, a cult previously or something. So she's it's like a almost like a psychological thriller as far as like is the cult hunting her down or what's going on and there's like a whole thing where it's like you can't travel up because it's like this big snowstorm but Alicia Silverstone is apparently in this movie. Oh, okay, yeah. the title the title's right here, uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Oh yeah. Um, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, 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 you got it. <laughs> she actually was in that with um Todd Everett Scott. Nice. Cool. Um a couple years ago. Fun trivia for anybody who likes fun. So trivia. for trivia <laughs> Honestly, um, I do like her a lot. I, w- I would like to see her in um, a lot. She seems to keep pretty busy, but I would like to see her in a lot more. Yeah, I agree. Yep. You know, and she's still super young. So she still has like, I mean, she's only what, like 44, maybe 43, yeah. 44 at this mm-hmm. point. So she still has time to like get up that, that career again to get some bigger roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did you read what the, the sequel was called for the fifth Batman? Um, I saw it briefly and I already forgot. So you can definitely t- tell me and I'll be surprised. Batman Unchained. Okay. Which I'm okay with. I, wonder, a cool what, title. I wonder what the plot was supposed to be. What villains or whatever. You know what? I think it would make so much. Well, Scarecrow because of Coolio. Oh, okay. Um, but it would make so much more sense to call Batman three Batman and Robin. Right? Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know where you're going with this. Yep. <laughs> That's really weird. Like I know. That why wouldn't they just name the fourth Batman movie Batman Forever? And the reason why it's forever is because of that credit card that says good through forever. Oh yeah. my <laughs> Dude dropped the ball over there, you know? <laughs> oh my well, it's the same God. way with like bad boys, because they're making bad boys three and four. No, and I this, think just three. Was, what was Bad Boys Three called? Was it called Bad Boys Three? Four Bad Life. Boys. For life, yeah. So Bad Boys 4 was supposed to be 4, like the number of lights. I have been saying that for a long time. The fourth movie should Dude, be called 4 Life. No one listens to you, man. You've been, I, know. I, I know you send emails every day. I'm out there picketing. Really pushing I'm, it. I'm out there picketing on the on the line by myself. I'm like, Where, where's our Bad Boys 4 forever? And it's like, I, want, I want Justice for me. So that's Batman <laughs> and Robin. So it ends with that really cool bat signal and they're running towards the camera. There you go. Which that's, I will say. There you go. That's the clip for the talk show. You show that. <laughs> that it should be a clip. <laughs> so what's really weird about this movie too, they use the exact same score. Well, I don't know if it's exact score, but the exact score from Batman Forever. Batman Forever. It's like, I, I don't know. I used to listen to that when I was younger, but it's the same score. They might have added like new cues and stuff. Oh, but I see. Just, like when they're running away or... No, just like if you listen to it, it's pretty much just like a recycled score from gotcha. three. Yeah. Okay. But that's Batman and Robin. So we'll start off with Hanzo. Letter grade scale, what do you give it? D minus. Okay. Matt, what do you give it? I'm with Hanzo, D minus. Okay. I would give it a C minus. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> what? It, didn't even, it didn't even crack the D's for you. No, because one, I, so I didn't give it an A+. Plus. Yeah. Okay, here's the I thing. Know, but you gave it a passing grade. Did you not say, say three things that were good about this movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, say it was a challenge, but it seems like you have like six positive things. Go ahead. I'd say he can take For a two. Away. Okay, I'll give you my, my one pause. 
for a two-hour movie, this movie flies by. Does it? This movie is very <laughs> long. This movie is way too long. All right, that's that's my positive. Matt, I'm, what's your I'm, positive? Uh, Robin's costume looks really cool. Okay, that's good. Hanta, what do you got? I like the part where Batman saves the two scientists. Wait, why? <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> we just talked about how that was bad. <laughs> like I said, D minus. <laughs> Hey, you <laughs> do I think it's the worst out of the four? Yes. Absolutely. But was I entertained the entire time? Yes. Absolutely do you think it's the worst not. Batman movie? Yes. But it doesn't mean I wasn't entertained. You have C to, minus you have to C watch, minus is not uh, you have the best watch, movie of all time. You'll have to watch the 19, the Adam West Batman movie to to see if that changes or not for you. I remember it being fun. Yeah, actually the Adam West one's pretty fun. <laughs> see, why is that one okay, but this one isn't? Because it, never mind. It's the 1960s. No, say it. Say it. It's okay. If if the first Batman movie is like this brooding funeral, like this is like them making jokes after that funeral. <laughs> right, right, right. I don't agree because you can watch this movie with a different Batman, and it's okay. It's acceptable. But you can watch it. You can't watch it with a different tone. That doesn't make any sense. No, because it's it's following. You even said it. You said it's. It, you compared it to Die Another Day, where it's like it just yeah. doesn't work because. Well, because that gadget stuff. But if you go, but from, it like if you go, like, hold on. You can watch Sean Connery, James Bond, and then go to um, uh, Roger Moore, who's completely comedic, and be like, okay, I buy this. But you can't go from Tim Burton to Joel Schumacher. Yeah, but it's not a huge leap. It's like. It's such a because I, I ironically I just watched Batman uh, a week or two ago and the eighty nine one yeah and um, I was like because it's like it's just such a cool like kick ass brooding it is, movie it's pretty cool especially that fight at the end like through the the bell tower yeah and like, dude and Batman looks just so badass yeah, in it, yeah. where it's like just the way he's kind of like painted in shadows well, also, it's just great he's also straight up killing people in that movie and it's actually works as opposed to when Zack Snyder has Batman just mowing people down with a machine gun. Yeah. It, and it's just it the problem with Batman and Robin is it's it's just like this giant middle finger to like it's everything a, that that movie tried to start. It's like a it's like a uh, a Hanna-Barbera Scooby-Doo version yes. of of Batman yes. basically. That's like, like, it's like, hey, let's I mean, yeah. let's let's take let's take a day off from the tone of the dark tone, and let's let's just have a little little bit of fun with it. Yeah, it's just like, all right. So to put it in perspective, like as far as historical terms, uh, nobody had ever like, I'm sorry, the average like audience had not seen Batman the way we're used to Batman mm-hmm. until uh, 1989. 89, yeah, because before 1989, it was. Adam West Batman. Right. And it was goofy. And then 1989 Batman comes out and it's dark and it's awesome. And so for like, what is it? Eight years later for them to sit there and just kind of throw that out the window. It just, it's kind of an insult. It's like the equivalent of when like, say, say like 1982 or whatever Tron comes out and it's like a goofy, goofy graphics or whatever. And then they release the new Tron. It's like updated graphics. It's more like, crazy action blah 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 and then it's them reverting back to just like goofy shitty shitty graphics or whatever yeah it's just like yeah yeah, yeah, it, yeah that's it, a way to put it yeah it just kind of like it's it, it just like this entry just kind of like undoes what tim burton was trying to do with yeah creating a new kind of realm of what batman could could potentially be 
Well, one thing I read, and I do not know if this is true. So if it, I'm not stating it, it's a, it's a Wikipedia article. Um, but Clooney had stated that Joel Schumacher had told him that um, Batman was gay and to take a gay <laughs> approach to the character. Really? And I, I don't know if that's like, true. I feel like I did. Plus, I actually did read that somewhere. I think. Well, see, and I don't even see that in the movie either. Yeah. No, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say because he's like all over dropping millions for Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see that at all. So I don't know you if know? that's true or not. But, but I will ask you to kind of like a final question for the episode: Is the movie uh, this movie gets a lot of you know a, a rap for being such a bad movie? Is it as bad as you remembered? Well, considering I actually liked it when I was a kid, uh, it's way worse than I remember. Yeah, it was bad. It was it was worse than yeah I remember. Well, going. What was your okay? So the the, the Rotten Tomatoes score was eleven percent. Do you think that's accurate? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would. Yeah, yeah. Eleven. I I wouldn't go any lower than that, but it's definitely where it's at. See, I, I would give it like a forty-three. Ooh, no way. Nope. Yeah, Ugh. I don't think it. I don't think it's eleven percent. No, I think it's definitely in that eleven. May like it could could maybe be at twenty percent if they cut off, uh, like twenty minutes off this movie, made it like an hour forty forty five minute movie. But, uh, yeah, I think eleven is where it's at. It's just it's just a complete mess of a movie. And honestly, as a as a Batman fan, Batman fan, I like have trouble finding anything that I like about this movie. Yeah, and I think that's why I my my grading is so low. Um. Yeah, I. I mean, but yeah, to answer your question, man, Chris, it's just like it is. I feel like it's an insult to like what they created, you know, what they and I uh, and you know what and to put it in the best terms, um, Kevin Feig, I think, said it, but he he talked about how important this movie was for the superhero, um, genre because it showed it like recalibrated, uh, superhero movies. Yeah. Because like after this, I mean after this, what Green Lantern's considered really bad, but like well, I mean, then they realized how to do superhero movies after this because X Men's what a year later? No, X Men's like uh, X Men's two thousand. Is it two thousand? Mm-hmm. Is it is it not two thousand? Is it two thousand? Okay, yeah, it break it breaks. It was like the entry into the new millennium, basically. But uh, yeah, it was basically X Men is con- considered like the the reboot of like, hey, this is what comic books movie comic book movies could be and obviously it's kind of back and forth because you know you have daredevil you have Elektra, you have uh fantastic four but x-men was still kind of keeping up the trend because they had x2 which is actually a very very solid uh superhero movie so it kind of just jumps back and forth but it's not really until um kevin feige uh basically takes over with the iron man in 2008 i believe yeah so it takes up until about 2008 to really get get that momentum as far as marvel kind of taking over the the comic book uh yeah but i mean i'll go ahead and say that x-men is like the one that that took it serious no i will yeah i agree i think x-men is really what 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 sets the tone or kind of starts setting the tone as far as what superhero movies should be uh and then it improves it on the sequel which is x2 uh, that really is like a, I, I mean, personally, I haven't seen in a while, but I remember X2 being just like a top tier, one of the top tier superhero movies as far as like everything that's been made so far. Wait, you put yeah. this as a top tier superhero movie? X2, uh, X-Men 2, <laughs> X-Men 2. I think if you watch Batman and Robin as a cartoon mentality slash 
an Adam West mentality, I think it's okay. I'm not saying I love this movie. I don't even say I like this movie, but I'm saying it's entertaining. And I feel like it's always been kind of my push with movies. Like as long as I'm entertained, right. It's right. doing its job. Cause that's what the movie's point is. Well, I think the D minus really, really lets people know how I feel about this movie. I think it's time to bury the hatchet, uh, with Batman Robin and forever seal it in a, in a tomb where I'll never have to watch it again. <laughs> Which is weird because I remember getting ready to watch this. Like, Here we go. And I was like, oh, that's kind of yeah, better than I yeah, remembered. Yeah. So next week, though, is my pick. Ooh, and ooh, with I my pick, I feel like we have a very similar movie. <laughs> this is going to be this is going to be tough for me because Green Lantern is like my realm as far as like comic books. OK, because I used to read the, the crap out of the, the comic books uh, a while back. And um, uh. It's going to be tough as far as like what's worse, Batman Robin or Green Lantern. I guess we'll see. That's weird because like Batman is Matt's. Yeah. Yours is Green Lantern. And if we did a movie version of the Giver, that would be my realm. (laughs) You know, (laughs) (laughs) I would love to do the Giver movie. No, we've been we have been saying this for since year one that. I think we all want to do the Giver at some point during this yeah. this show. Well, actually, uh, Hanta, uh, we were talking about me and Hanta were talking about Arrow Blu-ray, Arrow Video uh, Blu-rays earlier. Yeah, and they just got the rights to release, I think, Giver in Canada. So hopefully, they have the rights to the Giver in general. Oh, and they can release the Giver in the U.S. Too bad. Oh, dude, I would. Okay, so two things. One. I would love to watch The Giver again because I've tried to look for it. You can't find it. Two, I didn't mean to say The Giver. I meant to say The Giver. Do you remember that book? <laughs> I think you're saying, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean The Giver. I meant MacGyver. He's my favorite superhero. <laughs> no, do, do you remember that book when we were kids? Yeah, The, the Giver. Gi- yeah, The Giver. They they released a uh, movie back in the early 2000s. It's like either end of aughts or uh, early 2000s. What? Gary like, Polson's The Giver? I didn't know that. Yeah, they came out with a movie with, uh, what's their name? Shaley Woodley, who was in the another connection to George Clooney, the uh, descendants. She was in the descendants. Interesting. And I she's that. in the, I believe she's in the, the, I think, and she's in the movie adaptation. Well, we probably won't do it, but that's still very interesting. Oh, absolutely not. I'm sorry. They had, they it. have the rights to the guy, right? I guess I'm hoping that going I, back. To I'm, the- <laughs> yeah, we're going back to guy. I'm done with this conversation. We got to do the Giver for the podcast. I've been dying to watch this movie. I oh, so have I. I, I, I remember that theme song being pretty Dude, bad ass. We, we watched, uh, me and Matt watched clips not too long ago on YouTube. Yeah. And there was only like two or three, but it was enough to be like, okay, yeah, I'm ready to rewatch this yeah. again. That in uh, Rocketeer, man. I know we, we talked about Rocketeer. Awesome. I would do Rocketeer in a, a minute. Why, why, are we I, doing, why are we doing Green Lantern and Batman and Robin? Why aren't we doing the Giver and uh, the Rocketeer? <laughs> I'll tell you my pick because I, I picked Watchmen, um, and I was bouncing back between Watchmen, Rocketeer, or The Shadow. Mm. Shadow All movies I want to watch. Shadow's not really yeah. that good. I watched it recently. What is it? The Shadow. Yeah, it's not, and it should be though. Yeah, I feel like it should be. I, I it's, it's a, hey, it's a movie I, I liked when I was a kid. Yeah, it's got a killer score, awesome acting choices cool character like it's like one of those movies you watch and you're like why doesn't this work yeah it's and i've always wanted to talk about it with you guys because yeah, yeah it's just something about it doesn't work rocketeer does uh, rocketeer kicks ass rocketeer is bad ass hey before i we end this we talk about um green lantern real quick can we talk about i, I totally forgot about this and i don't want to not talk about because it it's so important 
But the fifth movie in the Batman series, I totally forgot about this. I just read it that it was supposed to feature Scarecrow, which is Coolio. Right. And Coolio (laughs) was supposed to bring back all the villains from the previous movies. I don't know if you ever read this, but um, he was going to have this. It was going to have a toxin. And so they were trying to get Jack Nicholson to sign back, Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones. And I remember reading it was the most expensive movie never made because they were trying to get all these actors back into the movie. So the ending was going to be Batman fighting the Joker and the Riddler and Two Face and everything. See, that that would be that would be awesome. That'd be which is a really yeah. I totally forgot about that, and I feel like it's so important. There's actually a video on YouTube, and I can't remember what the the channel's called, but they make videos on movies that didn't get made. Like they talk about Spider-Man four okay. and they talk about Batman five and it's a really cool channel. Um, and they're all like 20 minutes long and it's totally worth watching cool. because they totally go over everything that was supposed to be in these lost sequels. Nice. But to end it, yes, I am going to pick green lantern because, <laughs> um, I think green lantern gets a bad rap. I think it's kind of, it's all along the lines of Batman and rock. It's entertaining. It's fun. It's not great. But I feel like it gets a worse rap than it really needs to get. I'll try going into it with a better mind, and I'll try having fun, but we shall see. Yeah, I definitely think it's to be Batman and Robin levels, so I don't want you to get too excited. But I've watched it a couple <laughs> times, and I've had fun with it. So that'll be my pick for the next episode um, as we continue to do our superhero month. After that, we'll be Matt uh, choosing Watchmen, the Zack Schneider film from a few years back. Um, we chose that last so I can catch up and watch the show real quick. Um, but yeah, after superhero month, we do not know what we're going to do. Um, maybe we'll pick some good movies and, maybe. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll do like a criterion channel month or something oh, like man. that. We should do, um, hmm. yeah, there's oh, no, that, we should. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, so we'll go ahead and do that. Um, it's, it's, but we want to thank it's you. a, it's a treat yourself month. That's it's our recovery from watching shit movies. <laughs> That's what that's what made me call it is treat yourself. <laughs> so um, join us next time as we continue our superhero movie coverage. We do want to thank you so much for listening, especially during these the rough time right now. We hope you enjoyed listening to this because we enjoyed doing it. If you have any requests, please hit us up on Facebook or you can email us at cinemacultpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next episode. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Honto. And we'll see you next time. same thing that happened with jim carrey and batman forever right when he pushes his offer and he was like i'm sorry there's just too many i can't remember what he says too many questions oh yeah that would make sense because yeah he says he's just it just put it's just, exactly. yeah. whoa calm down for one second <laughs> oh, he was so weird right now and i'm glad that recorded uh chris you're definitely <laughs> chris you're definitely gonna have to repeat what you just said because it was just the weirdest sound that i've it, ever heard put it on the outtakes man put it on the outtakes <laughs> it's like cafe 80s bbb beef or court bbb beef or court
All right, where do you want me to start from? Uh, whatever you are just saying uh, a minute ago, because I have no idea what you are saying. <laughs> Should I start over and say about how it's a rebuff of Batman Forever? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, because we, we heard that. I don't know what you are trying to say before that, though, or a- after that. But if you want to start, if that would be easier for you, yeah, just start from the Batman Forever ripoff. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. And so she's dancing and she like throws out her toxins that make everybody like really like fall in love with her. And which is that, is that something that happens in the comic books or the cartoons? That's, that's, that actually, I missed? that's a question or no, I wrote down and my notes was question for the protest. He actually has the ability to control people's minds in the comic books and <laughs> what was going on? <laughs> did, did you hear, Matt? <laughs> yeah, oh my god. That did, was terrifying. Did, Honto, you sounded like the Leslie Nielsen portion of Creep Show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you still do. <laughs> Dude, that's so creepy sounding. <laughs> I was hoping somebody else was hearing it. That's unfortunate. I can because hold- that's, that's unfortunate because it's not going to be recording on my end. Or it's like a <laughs> <sound>. <laughs> this is so scary, dude. I can hold my breath for a very long time. 